I'm Mina Starziak-Hawk, and this is Mina AF, where I answer all of your questions and you can ask me anything. Can we talk about money? Can you still breastfeed with implants? You're both boss moms, and I'd love to know the story of how you met. Literally anything any of you want to hear. Listen as we build a community and get to know each other better. Let's talk about microdosing. You know that feeling when your body and mind are really at peace, like after a workout or a nice long shower, where you've relaxed, you're focused, and a little energized? It feels just right, like you're in the zone. Well, microdose can help you not only get into that zone easier, but stay there longer. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. I absolutely love how helpful these gummies are. For me, half a microdose gummy during the day helps me really stay centered and really fresh as I get everything done on my list. And they really help me relax in the evenings as well and just be present and in the moment instead of worrying about things from the day or what I have to do tomorrow. Get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com, promo code MINAAF. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com, promo code MINAAF for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com, promo code MINAAF. Hey, you guys. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to Mina AF. We're bringing in episode two of the new year, and I have my handsome husband, Mr. Steve Hawk, here with me today. Good morning. And we'll sound a little more enthusiastic. Good morning. <laughs> I love you. So, preface. Steve is a preparer. Yeah. Um, the fact that I just like ramble or jump up on stage at home shows with with just fly by the seat of my pants is very stressful to him. So... I sprung this on him this morning, and although he has been preparing because we planned on doing a couple episodes weeks ago, months not ago. months ago, it not was not necessarily today. And even in all his preparation, I will probably change all the things. So I apologize in advance. But we wanted to do an episode on like all the health questions. He gets so many questions. I get so many questions about like fitness and how you do this and how you do that and how you lose weight and what can you eat and and semi-glutide this. And so um, he put a thing up on Instagram and asked for questions. Um, and then I'm going to come up with some of my questions of my own. And hopefully we answer a bunch of the things that you guys want to know. Um, and we're going to talk about anything from intermittent fasting to, you know, meat versus plant diet to, you know, can you even bulk up as a woman? Supplements, semaglutide, all that good stuff. We're going to hit all of it. So we are going to start with lots of questions about intermittent fasting. I think the best place would be to like start with what it is. Yeah. So intermittent fasting is kind of where you restrict your intake of... Sorry, I'm already interrupting him. Yeah. I want to say, I want to preface this with, Steve is not a doctor. This is not doctor's advice. Please consult a doctor if you have any questions. While he is a like top certified uh, personal trainer and nutritionist. He is not a doctor, psychiatrist, psychologist, or physician of any type. There you go. Continue. Sounds like you had to do that before. I just, I just, I'm good at a CYA yeah. by this point in my life. Yeah. So intermittent fasting is interesting. It's something I've practiced for years now. And a lot of more professionals call it time-delayed feeding. Um, it sounds like you do with babies. Yeah. So Which it is kind of. Yeah. So what you're doing is you're doing restrictions. So you're doing a time restriction uh, and therefore ideally a calorie restriction mm -hmm. as well. So let's say um, you do an 
um, your last meal is at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. You Maybe you want to eat again until noon. And that gives you 18 hours. Right. And so what I typically do in the summertime. Because the days like are to, longer. Yeah, right. days are longer. It's just a little. And also I like to tighten things up a little bit in the yeah, summertime. Tighten and keep it tight in the summertime. Steve keeps it tight all the time, let's be real. Yeah, but the winter. He gets like real extra, extra in the summertime. Yeah. So summertime, I do, I typically do like a 1 p.m. I'll start, I'll have a lunch. Mm-hmm. And then we typically don't eat past six. Yeah. So I allow. We're a, at the blue hair special. Yeah. I allow a five hour window of feeding is what I allow. <laughs> sounds, sounds like we're livestock or no, babies. That's what they call it. So I allow a five hour window uh, to eat. And within that five hour window, I am supposed to get in my daily caloric intake that's required for. What, Whatever what your my goal, goal is. is, sustaining, muscle losing building, weight. maintenance, okay. or weight loss, right? So if your um, BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate, is say seventeen hundred calories, how do you figure out what your BMR so is? So you can figure out your BMR by getting um, a Smart Scale. Uh-huh. We got one of those. Yep, and it'll tell you what your BMR is, and your BMR is basically the amount of calories it takes to run your body for the day. So if you want to be in a maintenance, you want to hit that 1700. If you want to bulk up a little bit, you want to go over. And if you want to lose weight, you want to be under. Mm-hmm. And if you're under, if you want to lose a pound a week, you need to cut 500 calories a day for seven days. That's a week. 3,500 3, calories, calories is a pound. equals one pound. So that's the, the problem that a lot of people have with intermittent fasting is the rebound when it's feeding time. Yeah. And it's so happened you, to me before. It's yeah. happened to me before two times that I remember where it's just like my brain is like eat it all. Yeah. And well, and totally- also I want to make sure that you guys understand while Steve is like very on point about 99.9% of his like food and diet and supplements, if he eats a piece of Heath Bar and there are 500 more pieces of Heath Bar, there will be zero pieces of Heath Bar until he's done with them. So he does have those moments. Mm-hmm. Don't feel bad. Yeah. Everybody has them. But I think, I think, I mean, for me, learning, like I, I'm a child of the food pyramid, which is completely out of whack yeah, when you look at it now it as an adult. They don't use it anymore. But like you should have three square meals a day and snacks in between. So like my question about intermittent fasting would be mm-hmm. why are there the different kind of trains of thought of you should eat every like three to four hours smaller meals versus intermittent fasting where you're really just eating like kind of like lunch and dinner. So the, also the really cool thing that intermittent fasting does. So every Thursday – for the last few summers, I would do a full 24-hour fast, a full 24 hours. The longer you can go without eating, your bad cells are going to be removed from your body. We all have bad cells. They die. They need to be removed. When you're intermittent fasting, it gives them the opportunity to do so. So it, intermittent fasting is not just a plus for calorie restriction, time restriction, it can also clean the body out of all of zombie cells, as they're kind of called. Oh, yeah. okay. So that's also helpful. Okay. It's not just um, 
not eating for a few hours. Well, and one of the – so I know just because while Steve is always very private about what client is saying what, um, we do have conversations about the questions he gets. And I think one that I hear a lot and that I actually have experienced myself is sometimes if I get up and like have my coffee and go to work out, like I'm lightheaded if I don't eat. I can't work out because I'm lightheaded. I have to eat a breakfast. And – I think I know the answer. A lot of people, I think, are like, I have to eat a breakfast and they eat eggs, toast, bacon, avocado, you know, whatever. Whereas like, I have to eat a breakfast. I can eat half a protein bar and that takes away the, I'm a little lightheaded because of the caffeine and I can bust out my workout. But so what- Some people like to eat three meals a day and that's fine. Um, again, I just want to answer the questions about the intermittent fasting. I'm not, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Yeah. Um, I like to do it. But some people, some of my clients, like, I have to have breakfast. And I think it's more of just, like, that's just what they're used to. Yeah. If they kind of train their body for a few weeks to. And I don't necessarily do one or the other. I tend to not eat breakfast. But if I do, it's yeah. usually, like, a banana or oatmeal or a protein bar. And it usually is because I've had a little too much caffeine and I'm a little jittery. Another advantage of uh, intermittent fasting is it increases your insulin uh, resistance, which is a positive thing. Why? That's a good question. So I just know the insulin is related to like then that ties into the whole like semaglutide, like insulin resistance has to do with how your body holds on to fat, right? Yeah. So it reduces your T20. That's also going to improve your mental clarity. Eventually you stop getting hungry at like eight, nine, 10. And you can kind of keep like pushing it and pushing it. The latest I like to go is two because then I'm, my window gets real short. So what was your question? Uh, the insulin. Oh, insulin. Yeah. So there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of new studies out there and maybe back up just a little bit. So the question of like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, there are a lot of new studies that show, because I think a lot of people are like, if you eat six small meals a day, it increases your metabolism. Mm-hmm. That's just not shown to be true. If you eat what, there's people that eat one meal a day. And they get all their calories in. In one meal. In one meal. I had a friend in college that did that. And he just felt that was how like our primary ancestors did it. And <laughs> Very caveman. If, yeah. Well, yeah, there's so many different diets. Like, I mean, when we were way back in the day, you would just eat when you could. So you ate all the food that was there and then you didn't eat for a while. But I guess there's, I mean, that's why there's so many different fad diets and like, should we do it like we did or is it different now because we've advanced and there are better ways to to nourish our body where they're going to live longer because we didn't live very long when we ate like that. But there were also predators trying to eat us. So. Yeah. And there, just to point out a few like cons that I could, that I kind of thought of that I jotted, jotted down is some people can go into like nutrient deficiencies, mm-hmm. right? So they're, they're not getting enough nutrients. Well, because if you're intermittent fasting and the stuff you're actually eating during your windows is not rich in the things you need. And that's kind of where like your macros come into play. Well, that, that your macros is your, your, are your calories, right? Okay. So that's just the division. Yeah. So it's how your calories are divided up is that's what's called your macros. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So your macros are, are your fats, your carbs, uh, and your proteins. And I think you all would be shocked to know, I guarantee almost every single one of you is not getting as much protein as you should. And it is an active effort to get the amount of protein that you should get to have 
the fitness level that I think most people tend to want to achieve. Yeah, should be about 0.8 to to one gram of protein per per pound you weigh. So if you're, I'm trying to think of easy math. If you're 100 pounds, mm-hmm. how much protein is that? Yeah, well, ideally it'd be about 100 grams. 100 grams of protein if you're 100 pounds. So no, that's one chicken breast is typically 40 grams of protein. Are you going to eat three chicken breasts today? Well, probably not. No, but you could have shrimp. You could have shrimp. You could very have, high in protein. You guys, I like try. I try to pretend peanut butter is a good <laughs> protein yeah. supplement. It's not really. It There's just a lot of things good. that are um, labeled as high protein, and when you look at the label, it's like eight grams of protein. That is, yeah. Not, I don't mess around with anything that's twenty grams of protein or, or less, less. Is just it's taking up space in your stomach that more higher protein things could go in. Yeah. So again, another con is like hunger cravings. Um, which I wrote down, like the bounce back can be kind of hard sometimes where you do hit your feeding window and you just like go to town. Smash. Yeah, smash. And yeah. Time, you know, you're eating uh, 3,000 calories instead of your uh, maybe 2,000 that you're supposed to have. Well, and I think it, it's obviously, I it can't go without saying like a fine line between a healthy intermittent fasting routine and a very unhealthy binge and purge situation or, or where you're withholding food, period. And then when you do eat, you, you like that, that, that's, that's, an, that's an eating disorder. Right. So I just want to make sure that people understand the difference out there. And while uh, neither of us can necessarily speak to that, intermittent fasting is very different. It's very purposeful. You're getting the amount of calories you need. You're getting the amount of nutrients you need. Just at its core, it's shortening the window in which you get them. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of baseline that, right? Yep. And the last like kind of con that I wrote down that can pop, pop up is like so- social challenges. Oh, yeah. You know, where it's yeah. like, oh, you want to do dinner at eight? I, I'll I eat stop eating. I, I stop eating at six. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think one of the things that I think Steve's program is successful is because he's very cool about the 80-20 rule. Like yeah. be cool 80% of the time, be an asshole 20% of the time. So if you have a really like good regimented intermittent fasting routine and one night a week a friend's in town and they want to go to dinner at eight, like go to dinner at eight. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. But, you know, just – so that's kind of what that's all about. Yeah, and I just – my last thought was just to keep in mind to focus on overall nutrition, right? So if you need to supplement with something like AG1, which we love – yeah. Um, AG1's a sponsor, guys, I think, yeah, I and say, I, I love them. A sponsor, but we've been using AG1 for years. Hot minute. It is a good way to supplement overall nutrition. You want to make sure that you're getting quality. You know, you don't want to go and eat 1,700 calories of chips, and you also want to make sure that this but is But those something... tortilla chips at the Mexican restaurant are so good, and they're free, except our Mexican restaurant started charging for them, so that helps. But you also want to make sure that it's something that's sustainable for you. Yeah. for you and your lifestyle and your family's lifestyle. And sustainability is key. In in my program, um, I don't ask for any client to do anything that's unsustainable. A lot of people use the words, I'm using air quotes, like, are you going to put me on a diet? I don't put anybody on a diet. I offer meal plans, um, recipes, um, things that are sustainable. Um, well, and I think... Diets are called diets for a reason. Yeah, I think some people, to be successful in a lot of things, whether it's business and your fitness and like, it's doing the same thing over and over, which can be very boring. 
And I live like a dog. Yeah. You just eat the same thing, drink the same thing, work out at the same time, lift heavy weights, do the same thing in a business, like to be successful. You got to do the same thing over and over again until you're really good at it and you're successful. And I think this is just a tip that has worked for us. We do like the same four things. So we'll kind of rotate. Like we'll do um, Herculean, which are these uh, meal prepped meals um, that I think you can get anywhere in the country now, right? You can get them a bunch of places. We'll do Herculean meals for like a month. And then we'll be like, okay, we're burnt out on that. So the next month we'll do a protein and a vegetable and Steve will cook and it'll be chicken and broccoli or salmon and Brussels sprouts and rice. Like that'll, that's what we'll do for a month. And then we'll do like factor meals for a month, which are another macro kind of meal. Like we just switch up. So we do the same thing for a chunk of time until we just, you know, cause you get sick of it. That's yeah, just you to, human you, nature. You, you got to mix it up a little bit. Um, and then we try to find like fun, sweet things we can do in between that still don't suck. So we'll move on to the next question. Um, I think a lot of people ask about working out the number of days per week, the number of hours per day, like lifting weights versus cardio. And I am an avid, I'm just going to tell my story first yeah. if you guys don't know it, but I love Orange Theory, still love Orange Theory. Um, I did Orange Theory five days a week for over a year. And then when COVID shut everything down, um, Orange Theory shut down. And I could do like a great 30-second sprint. It was awesome. My cardiovascular health was great. But like I didn't really see any difference in my body. While Steve's at home pumping saying, you shouldn't be running. You should be lifting with me. You shouldn't be doing that. You should be lifting with me. But I can't let him be right. So I was just like, no, I'm great. I'm doing this. But then when I had to be home and started lifting, it was probably three months that I was like, oh, shit. Like, no, this does make a difference. And then in six months, it was just dramatically different. Like people think – not people think. I did get a mommy makeover. But if you go back to – yeah, if you go back to older episodes, like we've got pictures in the show notes and you see a me before – I mean, after mommy makeover and then me six months into lifting, it's crazy the difference. And I hate cardio. So it's perfect. Like the amount, the cardio I get is because I lift weights quickly. That's about <laughs> it. Quicker probably than Steve would like sometimes. I like to get through those workouts. But okay. So now back to when people ask like how much cardio, how many days a week for yeah, lifting, all that. A lot of time. I mean, well, a lot of like initial conversations that I have are um, typically – a woman that's like, I do cardio five days a week, I'm not seeing any changes, um, you know, what can we do here? And although cardio is important for, for your, your heart, your yeah. cardiovascular system, it's not necessarily the best thing to lose fat because when you're doing cardio, you're burning calories just in that moment, mm-hmm. just on the 30 minute you're doing the elliptical or whatever it is that you're doing, that's when you're burning your calories. When you're lifting heavy weights, you burn calories throughout the day. Why? Because that's how your body, um, when you're building muscle, mm-hmm. your- It just takes your, more energy. Yeah. Your muscle that you're building is burning the fat throughout the day while it's being built at nighttime when you're sleeping. That's why sleep is so important because that's when you're building your muscles. I mean, you're losing fat in your sleep technically. Yeah. When you're resting and every roughly 10 weeks in my program, there's a rest week. Yeah. Active recovery week, as I call it. 
And those are necessary because that's when your muscles grow and you're still going to be burning fat. I typically ask my clients to take like pictures before their active recovery week because you'll even see a difference after that week Mm -hmm. because that's when your muscles will You can maybe kick it up, like do that next five pounds. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, again, nothing against people that love cardio, but. I'm old. It it hurts my knees. And I don't know if, if you love cardio, I don't trust you. I don't think. (laughs) <laughs> I just rarely, you know, we live downtown. We see a lot of people running. I just rarely see somebody running that I'm envious of their body. Both of us, I think, like a more like muscular toned look. And mm-hmm. a lot of runners are longer, leaner, like well, that it, are long distance runners. I feel like, yes, yes yeah. to that. Or it's the 40-year-old guy that's trying his damnedest yeah. to lose that weight. And so he's going to run every day. Yeah. And, and he's probably injuring how, his knees and hurting yeah. his back and really should just be it's lifting. It's not the best way to lose fat. But best way to lose fat. for whatever reason, it's like the food pyramid. It's like what just everyone thinks. Like, okay, lose weight, run, do cardio. You got to do cardio. And I don't know what was that in like the 80s with the like leg warmers and everyone was doing cardio. It was a trend. So mm-hmm. it just stuck. But it's I think the new trend is more like the heavy lifting. But this kind of and we can come back to like the number of days per week. But mm-hmm. one of the things that I thought was like, well, I don't want to start lifting because I don't want to get big. Like I don't want to be bulky. I want to have lean muscle. Like what do I do to have lean muscle? And turns out that's just like a dumb question for – Well, it's not a dumb it's not, question. It's just there's um, – There's no way for me to physically get bulky muscle without adding supplements, right? By supplements, if you mean hormones, yeah, then yes, like significant stuff. Like you my have body to be on isn't testosterone replacement therapy to get bulky, or you would have to take um, steroids. Like Anavar is a popular steroid for women. What does creatine do? Creatine just is basically it's just going to draw water into your muscles, and so it's going to feed your muscles. So it's good it, while you're trying. To gain Creatine muscle. Creatine is great for everybody. It's but, and it probably makes you look a little fluffier. No, like, no? it doesn't. Then what, uh, what's, can, what's, this, what's, this, what's the deal? What's the stigma with creatine? I'm not – a lot of people ask me about creatine, and I always say it's the most studied supplement that there ever was. Yeah. And that everybody should take it. Um, there's no there's, – the only downside to creatine is some people can get a little uh, bubble gutty. A little, oh, okay. A little like uh, discomfort. No, and... not necessarily even runs. Just kind of like maybe a little bloated feeling. But that will only last like two weeks. But that's because it's pulling it. moisture, water, whatever into your bodies and you're holding. So like you're holding water weight pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, I got a whole thing Hold on. on. Steve's checking his notes, you guys. He yeah. does have a lot of pages. My handwriting is so terrible. It is. His handwriting is very bad. So – Pros, it improves um, exercise uh, performance, increases your strength and power, muscle gain, and I put in there, not bulky, because it draws water to the muscles for growth, not not for bulk, Mm -hmm. Uh, better recovery, so when you're done with your workouts, it's going to help you um, recover better, Um, and then bone health too, which is awesome, uh, awesome for women. Yeah, um, got keep that those, brittle bones. Yeah, got to keep those bones. That's another thing just about lifting weights in general is so important for women because it increases your bone density. Mm-hmm. And the older you get, the less bone density you have. And, and that's when you fall and you break a hip. When you hit the, the 
when you hit 80, at 80 years old, if you fall and break a hip, the chances of you surviving six months post-fall is like 50%. Why? Infection. Uh, I think infection is like a huge cause because you just, you're just you just never able to get your, your bones like cleared up. Yeah. And it's, I mean, 50%. That's pretty high. It's very high. You guys can you guys can fact check that. Hopefully, it's not making things up. Yeah, uh, but yeah, bone health for women. So I suggest creatine for everybody. I don't take creatine, but that's only because Steve doesn't put it in my mouth every morning. That's 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 the problem for me is just getting into the habit of things. So I think once I get into the habit of it, like I'm, I'm good at it, and I go through phases too where I'm like where I'm really good about it. Um, and 2023 has not been my year, if y'all have noticed that. And so mm-hmm. a lot of uh, good or better habits that I've had have kind of gone to the wayside and we're, we're bringing them back in full steam 2024. Warmer, sunnier days are calling and you can fuel up for them with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. With delicious options from breakfast to dessert, you can stay fueled all day long with easy and nutritious options. Plus, with premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon, Factor meals are a real treat. I love the convenience and the variation of Factor's different meal preferences. Whether it's managing calories, maximizing protein, or avoiding meat, crush your goals this May with Factor. Head to factormeals.com slash MinaAF50 and use code MinaAF50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code MinaAF50 at factormeals.com slash MinaAF50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all have different stressors, some big, some small, that we carry around and that really weigh us down. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to have a negative effect on us. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever it is that's weighing you down. For me, therapy has been so helpful, really learning those positive coping skills and to be the best version of myself. I know myself better and how to set the right boundaries that really work for me. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, then give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, and it's entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MinaAF today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MinaAF. So, so to the days of the week. Yeah, like- so I think preferably five days a week, um, right about an hour. Mm-hmm. And this particular question came from a gentleman that said, 
he messaged me and he said, I work out seven days a week, two hours a day, plus an additional one hour of cardio. Ain't nobody got time for that. And I was just like, wow. First of all, that's not sustainable. No. You might be able to do that for a short period of time, but it's just not sustainable. Second of all, you're going to, you are going to get injured. Yeah. I mean, that's just, it's going to happen because you're not giving your muscles any recovery time. Yeah. So the increase of risk of injury, fatigue is through the roof. Also, like lack of variety kind of comes into to place with a lot of people. Imbalanced training. So you want to balance out your splits. Mm-hmm. So back buys one day, chest tries, shoulders, legs. So I think anywhere between four and five is where four and five days a week is where everybody kind of should be. Yeah. I realize that that's not good. And if you can't do an hour and do what you can, yeah, like half hour. Steve's hour workout, again, because I do everything, my need for immediacy is not shared by the general public. That is my motto. And that is the same for my workout. Like the workout that Steve does in an hour, I probably do in 40 minutes. And it's the exact same workout. I just don't let my body rest as much in between the sets. You know, whether that's good or bad, I just don't do it. It's bad. Well, it's bad. It's just, <laughs> it's bad. Well, here, so here's the thing with the rest time, which I get a lot of questions especially with like new clients yeah. like why is there a rest time of two minutes between each exercise and it's like it's basically to catch your breath yeah to let your muscles kind of um catch their breath right yeah. so that you can perform at the highest level for the next exercise if you're just cruising through you're going to be tired you're going to tire yourself out yeah right yeah yeah i'm tired and so yeah you got you got to give yourself a roughly 45 seconds to a minute between each set and two minutes between each break Different and exercise. Different workout. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Eggs and meat versus a plant-based diet. Mm-hmm. And nobody get mad about any of these. This is just information. Lots of questions about it because a lot of people are plant-based. And I feel like it probably just takes a lot more planning and prep to get what you need. Yeah, so – Kind of the notes that I have for the benefits of meat, you're going to have higher quality of protein. Meat contains all of the amino acids, like a steak contains all of the amino acids that your muscles require for getting bigger and stronger. Um, Amino acids are like the building blocks for your muscles. So that's obviously important. Um, They're micronutrient dense, so they're rich in essential uh, nutrients iron, zinc, vitamin B12, uh, vitamin D, and those vitamins are just hard to get from a plant-based diet without supplementing. Well, and even with supplements too, I don't know if any of you guys have noticed, but like if you take, uh, like I notice if I take, I'm taking multivitamins or a different multivitamin or something like, and my pee is bright yellow, that's like a lot of that stuff it, it doesn't absorb into your body. Like just because it's in pill form, the best way to get anything into your body is injecting it mm-hmm. for the, pretty much. Yeah. Like I do – you could take B12 pills. I do a B12 injection. Your body's just going to absorb more of it. So just know that even if you're taking a multivitamin and you think like, yeah, well, I'm getting all of it because it says there are this many milligrams of vitamin C and whatever in there, your body can only absorb so much of that before it 
gets through and out of your digestive system, right? The higher, higher quality supplement, right? So that you can yeah, you can get cheap supplements. And, and well, yeah, but one of the things I also learned, so I've used seed for a long time, which is a, it's a symbiotic, prebiotic, probiotic, and it has like a capsule inside a capsule. And when I was going down the rabbit hole researching it, when I first partnered with them, I was just shocked because thinking it through, it makes sense. There are so many prebiotics and probiotics that are kept in the refrigerator. They are so fragile, they have to be kept cold. So how in the dickens are they going to make it from the refrigerator to where they need to go in your gut without dying if they have to be kept cold to be alive? Like our digestive system is so aggressive. Lots of acid. That there's just no possible way that that good thing that is so fragile it has to be kept cold can get to where it needs to be to be released. So I think a lot of people spend a lot of money on supplements that really aren't doing a ton for them because they're not either doing their research or they're buying, you know, the, the cheaper version. And, you know, mm-hmm. you think you're saving money buying the cheaper version, but you're probably just peeing and pooping out most of what you're putting in your mouth. I also have no training in this. This is just my research on yeah, prebiotics. Like the last question that I that I yeah. had, so we can go down that road. But to just to finish up on the plant based, so the benefits of like a plant based diet is going to be, um, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of benefits, but but it is higher in fiber, mm-hmm. which most Americans don't get enough fiber. Yeah, and it's going to be lower in saturated fats, obviously, because yeah. you're not eating um, the meat. So that's kind of the notes that I mostly had on. Because I, I'm not, I don't want to be biased yeah. towards one way or another. I know people that are that are on a carnivore diet and love the outcome of that. I know people that are on a plant based diet and love the outcome of that. The only thing that I tend to worry about with my clients that are on plant based diets are getting protein. Yeah, I and mean, there's pea protein, P P E A, P E A, not P. Um, <laughs> there's there's also some. Because regular protein has whey in it, which is yeah from animals, and so finding I, a good like vegan protein. First of all, the 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 protein amount is typically low. It's like eighteen grams, or yeah, it's um, just harder to get in what you need. I remember I I went through like a phase where I didn't eat dairy and a phase where I was vegetarian just because it was like cool at the time, and it takes a lot of work to do that kind of diet right. Like I just ate noodles and like peanut butter and jelly like that's not a good way to do vegan or vegetarian and just so for us we do eat meat so the easiest way the fastest the best way to get like the proteins and the other macros is is to eat meat I know you get a lot of questions I mean you guys if you follow me on Instagram you see a lot of the stuff that I take so I I do seed I have AG1 which they do have a little bit of overlap I still take both um, and then I take something for like hair, skin, and nails that's like a little more collagen based. And then I take whatever Steve puts in my water bottle. So if I come up dead sometimes, uh, check my water bottle because Steve puts he puts crazy stuff on there sometimes. Usually just electrolytes. It's, it's usually no, it is. It's usually just electrolytes because I don't drink enough that's, water. Maybe period. That's something that we touched because I don't have that necessarily written down on my uh, supplements notes, but electrolytes super important, very important. And I figured this out. When I turned 40, I went and got a blood draw, like an extensive blood panel, you mm-hmm. know, like a hundred point panel. And all my numbers came back great. You know, I had sit down with my doctor and he said, the only thing that I'm worried about is that you have zero, uh, you know, basically electrolytes, sodium, magnesium, potassium. So you either are not drinking any water at all, or you're drinking so much that you're just 
peeing out all your natural. And it's the latter. Spoiler yeah. alert. Steve drinks like five million gallons of water a day. I drink a lot of water. So what I do now is I add in electrolytes with all my water, no matter what. Yeah. Just throughout the day, I add in electrolytes. I kind of loosely work with the brand Built Well Supplements. I'm not necessarily like sponsored by them, but they do give all my clients and the general public um, 15% off. If you use the code HawkFit, they've got all the proteins. They've even got a vegan protein now. Got the best creatine that I've ever had. But that's an easy thing to do. Like if you're struggling to drink enough water as it is, like get the like travel packs their, of electrolytes, throw it in there. There doesn't their electrolytes. They're good. It tastes good. They have good. Like they're fruit flavored and yeah. you know various things like that. I think the one Steve has right now is grape. Um, so it makes it easier. Like it's easier to drink the water because it tastes good, not just like water. But that's something super easy for people to do. And drinking enough water helps so many other things. It's like your skin, your sleep, your hair. Like yeah, you got to drink water. All those things. So if you take nothing from this, sleep and drink a lot of water with electrolytes. Speaking of sleep, so supplements. My first one that I wrote down that I think is the most important is magnesium. Yeah. And there's a lot of different magnesiums. Magnesium 3 and 8. That's going to help with like sleep. I got um, some of that stuff. But there's like a broad spectrum magnesium that I've recently purchased. So it kind of covers all of the magnesiums. So it helps in sleep, digestion, sometimes maybe too good. Does it make, you, make you poop? For some people, they, they're just like, man, this magnesium's got me on the toilet. <laughs> Doesn't necessarily do So if you're me. stopped up, maybe it'll help. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, increases mood, uh, bone health, heart health, energy. And blood sugar. So magnesium is one of those kind of like super supplements. Okay. I recommend to anybody. Um, Omega-3 obviously uh, is important. Has your fatty acids, which is good for heart health and brain function. Um, Vitamin D, which I also squirt in my water. Vitamin D is one that I go like quarterly and I get a vitamin D injection. I didn't know that, but that's good. Yeah. Yeah, Um, So it helps with bone bone health which is important and they do like a blood draw once a year to check because you it's like it can be it can get not good if you have too much vitamin d yeah. my understanding probiotics are good for gut health digestion and mental health which we i take my greens you take your seeds mm-hmm. so we get our um probiotics there protein is a another great supplement that i think everybody should um should use and it's called a supplement for a reason so you're not like just drinking protein shakes throughout the day to to hit your protein i was doing that for a while and yeah. steve was like you can't just liquid get your protein in right. your body but i think it was during a time where i was like a little stressed and i wasn't eating much yeah. so i was trying to like drink as many protein shakes as i could so i was still getting something good in so but the protein shakes eh. yeah i mean it's not the same it's not the same, but it's going to help with uh, muscle repair, muscle growth. Um, and, you know, a lot of people ask me, like, when should I take it? There's no bad time to take your pro- protein. Uh, hardcore people will do a shake before their workout and a shake after their workout. Them's hardcore people. That's how you yeah. That's how you can get big. But you can't get big if you're a lady, just FYI. Well, you can 
you know, get strong. You can get strong, but you're not going to get jacked. Like, you can tell the difference. Like, if you see a woman and you're like, she's jacked, like, that's, that's, that's like impressive. Like, I've never seen someone look like that. The, the, the probably. It's what we call not natty. Not natty. Cause they are natural competitions. Mm. And then there are the not natty competitions. Right. And then I have a note written down the five, um, the big five for mental health. Oh, yeah. Sleep, sunlight, exercise, social connection, and nutrition. Yeah. We're not getting a whole lot of sunlight right now in Indiana, guys. So that makes it a little hard. It messes with your head. We are. We're going to go to Florida for, well, by the time this airs, we'll have already gone for just a a few days. It's going to be a nice respite. I have a couple questions that are just like random ones. So things like, and I I didn't really ever ask this, but a lot of women I've heard like, well, I can't do, you can't do push-ups after you have breast implants. What's the thought process there? Gosh, I've never had that asked. I probably should have asked Pete that, Dr. Colts, because I imagine it has something to do with like if the implant's over or under the muscle. I think I actually did have one gal recently reach out and say, are there push-ups in your program if so i can't do them because i have breast implants so obviously something they should ask their doctor but i would think because like my implants are half over half under and i I never had any restrictions i think when i dug a little deeper with her she was saying like they they get in the way yeah they like squish on the ground oh so she needs like the handles so she holds her body up higher Gotcha. So it wasn't like yeah. actually internally. She no, no, she was like, they just <laughs> her like boob, her bosom floor. was just so large. It yeah. was touching. She couldn't get down. Gotcha. So I recommended wall pushups to her. I was like, if your boobs can touch the wall during wall pushups, maybe you need a, a boob reduction. Yeah. That's gotta be. I didn't say that, but no, of course um, not. there's modifications to my program that I'm happy to make, but yes, there are pushups involved. And then, I, I mean, I think just touching on, we can probably do a whole nother episode about semaglutide, but it is like the hot button topic thing of, of 2023. Like, what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on that? Well, I think we should do a separate episode on semaglutide. Yeah. So maybe a cliffhanger there, but you want me just like a little two minute. Well, just it. like if you guys don't, if all you know is like everyone's taking semaglutide to lose weight, like what is the, what's. The buyout, the chemistry behind it. Like why, like what does it do? Yeah. I've got all my notes here. <laughs> Thought that was a separate episode. It is, but I just want people to understand. We can talk more about it. Steve and I have both, we both tried it. Like when semi-glutide was like all the rage, it was probably a year, 18 months ago. I did it for two months. Um, and it's very interesting and it's very controversial and people have been super weird about it. And now everyone's like coming out like I'm on it and and I'm proud and it was so secretive before. But I just want – I think it's part of the, the conversation around like the fitness stuff, what it – like yeah, what, it what the mechanism so is. So it, it's going to mimic the actions of a hormone called GLP-1. Um, so GLP-1 is a hormone that is naturally and normally produced um, in the intestine – and it regulates your blood sugar. So this, this is all about blood sugar. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's going to. And that's why most people, it's like related cravings. to people with like diabetes because right, it's yes. your insulin, it's your blood sugar, it's maintaining all of that. Yeah, you want to have high uh, insulin resistance. Okay. And so this is going to um, help create you out that. With that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Um, and it reduces uh, glu- um, glucagon. 
glucagon. Yeah. Raises your blood sugar, basically. Okay. So the results um, are going to increase your insulin resistance, which we just talked about. And that's the higher your uh, insulin resistance, the healthier you're going to be. Gotcha. Um, now, these drugs, <laughs> months ago when I was making these notes, I think it was just um, uh, Wegovi and uh, Ozempic that were out pretty much. But mm-hmm. now I know Eli Lilly has, um, they're coming out with a new one yeah. and it hits like two different hormones. There's all kinds of stuff that's, so we're so going to. So semiglutide is like the active ingredient, right? Yeah. So it's like saying. Um, Band-Aid is yeah, the brand right. and it's a bandage right. or Kleenex versus the tissue. So semiglutide is the tissue of all the things. And really, if you just want to think about it on like a very simple way, it can make you not hungry. Yeah. Right? So you're not eating the the bad stuff. You don't have cravings for I the found sugars. the two months that I was on it, I was only eating because I was actually hungry. I wasn't eating because I was bored or because it was yummy or any of those things. So we're going to do – like because we do want to spend some more time on it and talk yeah. about like our experiences and talk about the whole like social stigma of it. But I think it's a big part of the health conversation right now and it's a question that Steve gets asked a lot with HawkFit. Um, all those kind of things. So we're going to do a whole nother episode about that. So this wasn't the juiciest episode. I get it. There wasn't like family drama or anything, but hopefully it was educational. It's a lot of things that like both of him and I get asked a lot about like our fitness journey because I'm 39 and I'm probably in the best shape I've ever been in my life. You probably would say the same in your 45. <laughs> I'm kidding. Steve's 41, right? 42. 42. Steve's 42. Um, and I mean, our goal I think the most important thing is to figure out like what your goal is. Like, why are you doing this? And for us, it's to look and feel good. But that's mainly for our kids. Like, they were running all over the place. Like, we want to be able to pick them up. We want to be able to play with them. Yeah, functional strength. All those things. Yeah, I think functional strength is really important. You know, Jack wants to be a sack of potatoes all the time, and I'm like, holy, this is this is a different strong. And even when Steve does like demo with me, he is Steve is jacked. And he does demo, and he's like, I'm sore in places that I've not been soaring because it's these weird different muscles. So having a good routine and having like that functional strength. Um, and I'm just, oh, we're just going to do a shameless plug for him because Hawk fits an awesome program. And it literally is. I think a lot of people think Steve has like minions that respond and answer his answer questions, but it's just him. And he's like super passionate about his clients and like talks to all of them every day, which sounds exhausting to me, but he really enjoys it and is good at it. So if you guys want someone, it's a great program. There's so many different levels and don't join it. If you want someone to like fluff you full of bullshit, because he's not. If you're like, I'm not losing weight, he's like, okay, well, then you're doing something wrong. Let's talk through what's happening. Let's figure it out. Let's, it's not, it's not a hold your hand kind of program. Um, you just kind of. Well, I'll hold their hand while we have a difficult conversation. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, thehawkfit.com is my website. Um, hawk underscore fit underscore is my Instagram. If you follow him on Instagram, sometimes you get some like nice gray sweatpants videos or every once in a while he pops a topless one in there. Yeah, occasionally. I'm, go- I'm going for the five inch spandex shorts workouts, but he thinks that's I did one of those. a little too much. Jump the shark with that. Um, we'll see what we can do for you yeah, guys. It, it, I created programs for every level. Yep. Um, even advanced training. Pre-baby. With baby, post baby, golden era, era. you name it, guys. Yep, I've got a program for everybody, um, and they, you know, they, I can make adjustments as needed. 
They're also uh, that I need to uh, say is that there is a nutritional component to yes. it. Yes. Right. So um, I work with a company called MacroStacks, and it's basically like uh, My Fitness Pal. On steroids. De- on steroids. Okay. Developed in 2023. Gotcha. Whereas My Fitness Pal has been around for 20 years. This has 800 recipes in it, different meal plans. So it's um, not just the workout. It's like a whole life thing. Yeah. That he's have, got you. I offer all the nutrition and assistance that you could possibly need. And I'm not sure how I feel about it, but you guys all have like direct contact with my husband. So be cool. Everybody's <laughs> very cool. All right. Um, send in more questions, you guys. There's, um, you know, to click the link in the show notes, answer any questions. If you have more like health questions or any show ideas that you want Steve to come back on and talk about. We always love doing episodes together. Yeah, this so, is the first one I didn't cry. Yeah, this is the first episode Steve didn't cry in. Uh, that's, you know, we'll do another one. I'm sure he'll cry. But thank you guys for listening, and uh, I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye.